Hello and welcome back to the latest episode of the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Rhys and today uh, the Prime Minister recently finished his uh, daily daily briefing. Slightly, slightly odd this one again. Only the second briefing to not have journalists present. They were all submitting their questions via Zoom. So it was a little bit weird when the camera panned around every so often just to see a big television screen. But uh, nonetheless effective social distancing being practiced and it was all very useful to hear what the Prime Minister had to say. So in this podcast we're going to start having um, another look at what is actually uh, what has actually been said by the Prime Minister and his two experts who were next to him on the podium for this um, this press conference, the Chief Medical Officer and the Chief Scientific Officer. Um, that's uh, Chris Whitty and Sir Patrick Valance, I believe they are. And then we'll have a look at some more news coming in from around the world about the coronavirus. So, what has happened at this latest press conference? Well, the Prime Minister revealed 405,000 people had um, heard the call from the Prime Minister or the Health Secretary yesterday asking for volunteers to the National Health Service and that number of people had all volunteered. The government were looking for 250,000 people, um, but 405,000 have volunteered so far. Obviously, over and above what they were expecting and what they were hoping for, but all very welcome, because obviously to avoid the NHS being overrun by this um, virus, uh, it is necessary to take on a few more staff. Obviously it's harder to be overrun if there are more people. So that was a big point of emphasis throughout this press conference. The Prime Minister uh, wanted to pay tribute to all the people on the front line of this fight um, against coronavirus. He also said firms should not be profiteering from this and any sudden price rises due to shortages um, just because of the varying levels of demand could be stopped by the government using existing competition laws, so potentially uh, the Competition Markets Authority or uh, simple anti, uh, anti-competition anti laws. Uh, and those ideas of, of profiteering um, should be should be cut out. Uh, the, the Chief Medical Officer, uh, Chris Whitty, said that there was a bottleneck in ramping up testing against global demand. Um, all countries all across the world want to be testing their citizens uh, at right this moment. They want to be getting the tests in as soon as they can, um, getting them produced, getting them disseminated, and then having their citizens tested. So obviously it would follow that there would be a bottleneck uh, if those tests weren't already sort of sitting around in warehouses, which, why would they? This is a brand new uh, virus or novel coronavirus, as they are calling it so those tests wouldn't be readily available. Um, He also said that an antibody test to see if people had developed an immunity to the virus through uh, as the the virus enters the immune system, um, the body and its immune system fight uh, against it by using antibodies to latch on to the virus and try and break it down. So uh, if the people have them, then they will have had the virus and fought it off. Um, So that antibody test is being developed, but would not be online next week, he said. Um, It's a key bit of advice. It won't be readily available 
next week. There's plenty of time before it's probably going to be on the shelves in supermarkets. Uh, if it's actually even going to be on the shelves, um, it could just be online. We don't know how the government's going to be distributing this uh, antibody test. There was also rumours of an antigen test, which are the, the things the antibodies latch on to. Um, we don't know when or where that will be coming from. As well as this, um, the UK's modelling, uh, according to Chris Whitty, uh, on the spread of the virus is based on quite a lot of people still having to go into work. So any of those projected figures that may still seem inordinately high, um, they are, are factoring in lots and lots of people going into work. So if people can um, take this opportunity to not go into work, to work from home if it's possible, then that could lower the modelling figures as well. Uh, one thing I did uh, I did see that I found quite funny was a way, or quite humorous, uh, was a way that the UK uh, volunteers network, these 405,000 people, was compared to an army the size of Coventry by the Prime Minister. Um, I suppose it's one way of putting it. Uh, it's pretty accurate, uh, but... Yeah, so 405,000 people. I know I know some people who have volunteered and their help will be greatly appreciated by the health service. So, that is essentially all of the developments from today in the United Kingdom since this morning. Um, obviously, Parliament is closing. That's being confirmed. The vote uh, to send through the Emergency Powers Bill has been passed. Uh, the Lord's put it through with no amendments from the Commons, so it looks like Parliament is closing down today, making that Prime Minister's question time Jeremy Corbyn's last as leader of the opposition, uh, and it's meaning that Parliament would not be back until at least the 21st of April, and even that could just be for a day or so to get through some budget legislation that needs to get passed. So we will now turn our attention to the rest of the world, starting in Europe. Um, Spain, I talked about that uh, then this morning, and again, still not looking good in Spain. Uh, as I said, they are the second highest death toll country in the world after Italy, and today has seen its steepest rise in, in deaths, up by 738. Um, Along with the infected is the Deputy Prime Minister Carmen Calvo uh, at the forefront of this response from the Spanish government. She has tested positive for the virus and was admitted to hospital a few days ago. Um, also in Europe, in Italy, uh, they reported another 683 deaths and just over 5,000 cases. This is lower than yesterday's tally, so another... Um, Another decrease, uh, we've seen Italy fluctuating. Uh, they had a, a couple of days of consistent decreases in their, their deaths and their infections. Uh, it went back up again on Tuesday, but it's going down again today. Um, their head of civil protection has a mild fever. He would normally be giving the press conference, but he's actually, I believe, self-isolating because he has mild symptoms. So we will have to wait and see what more developments come out of Italy. In Russia... Um, Russia has been keeping very quiet on this. Um, two elderly patients with coronavirus have died today, but 
Russian officials did not cite coronavirus as the cause of death. Russia has not actually yet confirmed any deaths as a result of coronavirus or COVID-19, but the latest figures show a rapid infection rise in the country. They just aren't telling us about it or aren't uh, acknowledging that it may well be causing uh, deaths. As well as that, there was a, um, a referendum that was going to be happening or a public vote that was going to be happening on some constitutional changes that would allow Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, to stay in office for a bit longer. But uh, due to mass public gatherings being somewhat um, stopped and uh, and restricted, uh, they may not be happening. Um, he has, though, announced that all people except key workers will be staying at home for a week. In Germany, uh, the parliament has approved a massive rescue package to protect the country's economy. It's about 750 billion euros, uh, just shy of... Uh, 690 billion pounds, including support for workers, direct cash grants for small firms and self-employed people, and financial support for families. For the first time in years, the German government are funding a program by taking on new debt, um, which shows that the impact they feel this would have uh, if they did nothing on their economy is quite severe, because the German Fiscal rules are quite strict. They are usually not too flexible on what they can and cannot admit as new spending, and they haven't taken on new debt, as I said, for years. So they accept that this is going to be a big hit unless they try and soften it with uh, this financial programme. And lastly, from Europe, in terms of developments today, Poland has extended the closure of its borders until the 13th of April. Goods will be moving freely throughout the country, but uh, people will be stopped at the borders. So that is it from Europe. Um, now I'm going to turn some attention to uh, the United States. And um, there have been a lot of developments in the last few days from the United States, but... Um, Politico today put out some very interesting graphs. It was only uh, a few hours ago, I think, uh, looking at the number of states where there are uh, different restrictions and different uh, methods of help to do with coronavirus. Uh, the first one, um, states where there are bar and restaurant limits. Um, there are at least partial closures in 45 states. Um, and of those states, of the 45 states, only three are partial closures. So there'll be 42 states where the closure is complete except for takeaway and delivery. Um, so most states have reacted uh, fairly swiftly to this. California were quite early with their, their closures, uh, but now most states are following what is what the UK government are doing now, and closing bars and restaurants except for takeout and delivery. Um, as regards um, large gatherings, uh, there are various different graduated, uh, graduated systems going on, but a large number of states uh, have actually no uh, bans on any gathering. So um, there are plenty of states, Florida, Pennsylvania, uh, Minnesota, Arizona... Now, Oklahoma, all of those states and more 
uh, Connecticut as well, where there are no bans on gatherings. Um, but in California, in New York, in Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, uh, West Virginia, New Jersey, Washington, Oregon, and New Mexico, all gatherings have been banned. So there's a real difference across the United States. Um, in a sort of a plurality of the states, though, uh, it's just gatherings of 10 plus that have been prohibited. So that's in Alaska, Hawaii, Texas, Louisiana, um, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado, and other states like Iowa, uh, Tennessee, and up in uh, New England as well. Uh, there is also a mandatory, mandatory, sorry, I'll say that one more time, mandatory quarantine in many different states. Uh, whilst a majority of states have no quarantine, uh, California has a total statewide quarantine, Ohio total statewide quarantine, same with Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, West Virginia, New Jersey, Delaware, uh, and Louisiana, as well as Hawaii, I believe. Um, and there are other partial quarantines, either in affected counties or high-risk groups being quarantined in Alaska, Idaho, New York, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Florida. The rest of the states having no quarantine at all, uh, except uh, for Kansas, I believe that is. And there are also various different levels of school closures, um, but the majority of states, uh, I think there are only five states where schools are to some degree open uh, on a statewide level. Um, so there's definitely various different measures being put in across the United States of America to combat um, and try and eliminate the risk of COVID-19 spreading. In terms of relief for people, um, there is a free vaccine when it becomes available in several states um, in Nevada, Louisiana, uh, Kentucky, Maryland, New York, um, Massachusetts, Rhode Island and Maine. And uh, we're not quite sure what's happening with Oregon, but they are uh, looking into the prospect of that. But no other state has yet announced that they will be um, releasing a free vaccine to people. Uh, and then if we look at the final metric that Politico released, uh, paid sick leave, again, as another method of relief for people. Um, there are full paid sick leave being enacted in Washington State, Oregon, California, Arizona, um, Wyoming, I believe that is, uh, New York, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Jersey, and Maryland, and proposed sick leave in uh, Utah and Kentucky. So those states being more proactive than the rest in terms of sick leave. Um, I did say that I would talk about the uh, U.S. Uh, coronavirus relief bill. Um, and that has gone through now. That's about uh, $1.8 trillion that um, has gone through Congress and uh, uh, so both houses of Congress, the Senate and the House of Representatives, um, they did vote uh, earlier today. Uh, Senate leaders coming together at this uh, $2 trillion stimulus package 
flooding the US economy with money in an effort to stabilize households and businesses. Um, there were uh, last-minute talks to avoid these, these snags. Um, three Republican senators said a drafting error in the bill needed to be fixed. That was only last night. Uh, and House Democrats weren't yet providing a firm timeline of when they were going to pass the bill. Um, but this bill had been stopped twice uh, until Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell from Kentucky and the Minority Leader Chuck Schumer from New York, that's Republican and Democrat respectively, announced there would be a breakthrough, or there was a breakthrough, that was about 1.30am uh, Washington DC time last night between the Senate, uh, the House and the White House. And that bill has now been passed and it is likely to uh, be signed off by the President in the next day or so. Um, so, that is what's been coming out of America. I've wrapped up what's been coming out of Europe and the United Kingdom. Uh, not much has changed today, but there has been that press conference, which I brought you the details of earlier in the podcast. So, that is all we have time for today. Again, I'm sorry, I've just run over slightly again today, but uh, we'll try and get it back down to 15 minutes tomorrow. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope to see you around soon for the next one. Stay safe and goodbye. Mm-hmm.